Uh, ergo, concordantly, we are going to talk about uh, <laughs> Matrix Reloaded subsequently divided into concordantly. I don't know. I, I only have two words that he says. Vis-a-vis, ergo. <laughs> <laughs> should we just get into it? Should we just enter the Matrix? Let's enter right in. Alright, should I add one of those sound effects that's like, you know, the, like the the thing going into the back of your head? <laughs> this, that'll suffice. I just did it for yeah, you. Well, you don't even have to find you. one. Thank you. <laughs> Welcome everyone to Afterthoughts. This is a podcast where we rewatch movies and we compare our first and second impressions. And then we discuss a related topic. My name is Joshua Kazemi and I'm here with my co-host, Cole, the Cole Man Taylor Thomas. That's me. Boom. Today we're talking about The Matrix Reloaded. Oh, nice sound <laughs> effect. I liked it. That was real, by the way. Didn't add it in post. That you should really add one mouth. in post, though, like either... <laughs> Very close to it or right over it, just to see if we can hear both. That'd be fun. Sure. You can compare and contrast. That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, what this uh, podcast is all about. Should I, should I start by saying that I did choose Reloaded over the original because I just think it's more interesting to talk about this one. Yeah, sure. Yeah, we can. We can. Yeah. No, we won't talk about that at all. everyone loves the original. Everyone loves the original, and whether or not it holds up or not is going to be an interesting discussion that we can save for another episode, but I feel like Reloaded is is polarizing. Why didn't you pick the third one? Because uh, we got to start with this one. Because what? <laughs> Did you say because we Cause have we to... we should start with this one. <laughs> I just what feel like... Two, I feel like they one, all... Three. Three have their own reasons to pick it. The first one was so good. Everyone loved it. So that's a reason right. to rewatch it. This one is just polarized by it. So right down the middle. And then the third one, everyone hates. So that's another reason to go watch it, to see if we still hate sure. it, which I'm sure we will. <laughs> the day will come. All of these days, will, will they'll come to pass. <laughs> but right now, this episode, we're talking about Reloaded, which came out in 2003. And before we dive in, before we really plug in, Coleman's going to take us through the plot of Matrix Reloaded. Yeah, I'll take us through it. What plot? <laughs> Bam. Done. Um, Whoa. <laughs> sick burn. So Neo is superhuman now and can do whatever the frick he wants. Ooh, so boom. he just flies around and does his Superman thing, as they say, and mm-hmm. just flying around. Why even fight him? Because you can't now, so don't. Um, we finally see Z- Zion in this one. They make it to... It's the only last standing city of the humans, and it's in the center of the Earth, uh, I think, or under the crust. I don't remember. Something like it's that. It's close, because that's where it's warm. Right. Um, and so that's where they are in the real world, and then... Neo keeps having this recurring dream of uh, Trinity dying, at least in the beginning. I can't remember if he has it again. So he's freaking out about that the whole movie. And, oh, goodness. <laughs> 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 they have to find a key maker 
because the oracle tells him he has to find a keymaker to get to yep. the to get to the room where he'll find something out something super secret that he needs to find out and i think it's it's something to the effect of like neo needs to find out he needs to figure out what to do he doesn't know what to do and so all of the things are like here's how you find out what you're going to do and so they have to first find the keymaker who's super guarded by this French guy, right? And all his lackeys. Yes. So they go yes. and fight him, or fight his lackeys, and it's, it's a cool part of the movie, but they get the keymaker, and then it turns out they have to do all this stuff at the right exact time. They have to, like, turn off all these alarms and <laughs> get everything just right for a two-minute period so Neo can get to this room so he can figure out what to do. Yeah, and they get a bunch of the other crews from the real world to help him out. And Neo makes it to that room. And a, one of the dumbest conversations I've ever heard happens. And he <laughs> figures out he has a choice to make. And that's where I'll end it. Boom. Boom. That's the Matrix Reloaded. It's like you guys just watched it. Um, I loved this movie. <laughs> I loved the original in 99. I loved this in 2003. I was so excited to see it. I saw it in theaters multiple times. Loved it. Just loved it. I thought it was so fun. And I think, yeah, I, I couldn't get enough of the, of the Matrix Reloaded. I thought it was the coolest thing. I loved every Matrix movie I saw the first time I saw it. All three. Loved all of them. Okay. There you go. But I never had any interest in watching the second or third one ever again after that. And I think what happened was I watched the first one again at a later time and was like, this is where it ends. This is the end. Like, you don't need to go past this. This is good. And I just never had an interest in watching Reloaded or I don't even, what is the last one? Requiem? Retribution? I don't remember. (laughs) And I don't care. Revolutions. (laughs) Thank you. Uh, yeah, so I don't know. I only saw it that once, and I remember there were cool action parts in it, but I didn't remember much outside of that at all. There you go. I remember he has a conversation in this giant room with TVs, but that was it. Mm-hmm. I, I remember, so I loved a movie in 03, and I feel like maybe just my, you know, the, the, the realm of people I interacted with were people that were my age, and we all loved it, right? And then... It, 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 we all got to a point where people turned on it. Like, everyone just seemed to turn on it. And maybe adults always hated it. <laughs> Very possible. But it seemed like everyone my age started to turn on the movie. Much like, you know, that happened. the same thing, kind of thing happened with, like, The Phantom Menace and stuff like that. So, people turned on it, and I never really did. I think I finally settled to a point where I was like, sure, it's not as good as the first one. But never was ever, like, I never chimed in with... The Matrix Reloaded is terrible. But a lot of people have claimed that it's terrible. Oh, well, good for you. You just must be better than all of us. No, no, no. It's been a long time since I rewatched it. But for years, it just was like, I'm not sure if it's terrible. I I will probably admit that it's not as good as the first. Because I have re-seen the first one plenty of times. Like, we watched it in school. It was a movie that we talked about. So I've seen that one recently, and I still think it holds up really well i think what fell apart for me and what made me not want to watch again because when i first saw it 
I remember I was younger and I thought the action was awesome. But then I just mm-hmm. after that I could remember all the cool like what was cool about the first one was not just the action but just how unique the idea was and how deep yeah. it was and confusing but once you get it it's got these really cool connections and it's just like an awesome idea while in the second one you can't really do that again you can't do what you did in the first one again you won't like surprise me with what the matrix is you won't like it's not this like fascinating idea anymore it's already been established in the first one you get to the second one you can't do that again you can just keep going with what we already know and i think that's Mm -hmm. why it just kind of fell apart it can't be as like mesmerizing as the first one and on top of that i just don't think it's as good but we'll get into that (laughs) so so going into your rewatch this week what what were you expecting i was hoping to like it more i was hoping that i could just rewatch it and i did not expect it to be as good as the first one but i was hoping to just now that i'm older and maybe there were things that went over my head when i was younger such as that really complex conversation at the end or anything like that at all anything that had to do with the plot that i didn't understand maybe make more sense this time around were you hoping for like a star trek into darkness situation oh yeah there you go like to just maybe just enjoy it yeah for what it is i guess and that's what i hoped for but i didn't i also didn't necessarily expect it what about you i i figured that i would like become more aware of its faults and maybe finally be able to really articulate like what separates it from the first one in terms of quality. But I also anticipated that I would never hate this movie. No. Like I, I think that it, it would be a movie that even if it was bad, I would still enjoy. Well, shall we get into it? I think so. I'm really curious. What what did you think? <laughs> uh there's too much of this movie that I really, really like. Um, kidding me and I and it's and it's just you know I almost want to say that I love this movie almost you know but I'm not quite there it's there's too much of it that I really really like there's too much of it that I'm still really impressed with um but yeah it's not great you know it's it's nowhere near the first one you know it's like not even close and I do understand like that feeling of they they sh- maybe shouldn't have made this. <laughs> they maybe should have tried to move on to something else. Like, I get that. And I'm almost okay with that. But here it is. It, it's been made. It's a really old movie now at this point, And I think there's a lot of good stuff in this movie. I'm really curious to hear what you think is good about it. <laughs> but we'll get there. What did you think? So... I mean, it's just, it's okay. It's all right. It's okay. I, it's not a bad movie, and it's a, it's certainly a fun watch. There are awesome scenes in it. Everyone knows the highway scene's awesome. Some people like the super-cloned Agent Smith attacking Neo. I don't. I think it looks silly and super CGI, but that's just me. Um, so there, And there's a lot of cool fighting scenes, and there are some cool ideas and topics they discuss but overall i think it's just they're just writing what they had in the first one and keeping it going there's not yeah it's a lot of like points and ideas strung together rather than cohesively written together and then just tons of action added in to keep you going 
So those solid points. Yeah. Solid points. Nowhere near I, as compelling uh, as the first one, but still right. Still fun for sure. Yeah. So I I love. I'm going to talk about a couple of things I really liked about the movie. Uh, I really love the score. Uh, I've always really enjoyed that score. It's so cool. It's so fitting. It's like not just it doesn't just sound good, but it's appropriate. And I, for, to me, it helps me get into that world. And whenever the it just helps to to encapsulate the tone of and feel of the movie. So I like the score a lot. I like all of the fighting that is real. Any any fighting that isn't done with a computer is phenomenal. Like it's still so good. And I think maybe even beats fighting in the first movie. Like the first movie's better on in every way. <laughs> but in terms of just like fighting, the choreography in this movie, I think they stepped it up. I like don't the know. fight scene with Keanu and um, what's I don't I can't remember his name. The guy who pr- def- uh, protects the Oracle. Yeah, I know. I, kn- I knew you were gonna say that scene because I was like, "There's one good fighting scene in my mind in this movie, and that's it." That one's awesome. And then there is a lot of cool fight choreography in in the highway scene, even before that, with with Neo fighting all those guys in the on the stairway, with Morpheus fighting the 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 two twins, Trinity fighting. Um, uh, most of the fighting she does in that sequence in the beginning and at the end where she takes out the thing by herself, like the, any fighting that is, is real is so good. I think I yeah. really like all that stuff. The choreography, cause it doesn't just feel like it doesn't feel like a dance. Like there's so, there's so much bad choreography in movies nowadays in terms of fighting. And it just takes me out of it. Like anytime someone's fighting a group of people, it's like, if you pay attention to anyone who's not, currently fighting they're waiting to fight <laughs> and they're not doing anything and yeah. it just drives me nuts this movie stages it and blocks it really well or like and in, i like that in like star wars episode three where there's a part where obi-wan and anakin are fighting and they literally yeah. swing their lightsabers like in front of them like three times yes. like just spinning that's it yeah i don't understand that part at all but whatever yes yeah ah. so fight choreography i think is awesome uh, see i still think the fight between Neo and Morpheus in the first one is better. And it's a good one. On top of that, the fight you mentioned, I laughed in that scene because it was so there was no necessity for that fight at all. They just wanted to That's have it true. in there. They even the That's true. part like his rationale behind fighting is like not good enough. It's it's a joke. Poorly I think written. It's, a joke. it's like to figure out <laughs> if he's the one or not or like determine whether he is who he says he is and it's like Really? That's why you had to fight him? Okay. Cool. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> and I think... Here's what... Okay, go ahead. I think go that's ahead. what my main hang-up with the movie. That's just what the movie is. Like, oh, we did some really cool stuff in the first one. Let's find some reasons to keep it going. Let's throw yeah. some plot points down just so we can have a cool movie and maybe talk about some more cool ideas but mm-hmm. like it's clearly just thrown together it's not as cohesive as the first one like it's very much that fight and how i just described it is how i think of the whole movie it's just a bunch of reasons fair. to keep it going fair that's fair but i still like the there's a part of me that wants to like appreciate that even though maybe the movie shouldn't have been made, it still got made, and there was a lot of good work in it. Like, a lot of good talent 
poured into a movie that maybe didn't deserve it. Like, imagine what these guys could have made if they had just done something else. <laughs> like, if they were still, if they took all that creativity that they had back then that maybe they don't have anymore. <laughs> yeah. But if they if they had it back then and did something else, could have been really cool. But there there I still to me I think there's still so much on display here that's really cool. Like the highway scene gets referred to a lot and I think it deserves that. I mean they literally constructed that highway. It's not a real highway. They built it just for the movie. Did and they build incredible. it or was it an abandoned military base? I no, guess they, they built a, the uh, the the road that they're driving on is not real. Okay, it's cool. It's so cool. That is cool. <laughs> and there are moments where Trinity is like really driving. It's awesome. <laughs> it's so cool. Like th- th- there's just a lot of really great stuff that that I think went into a movie that that just you know didn't live up to the predecessor. Yeah. And I another thing I enjoy about it though is. I like the ideas they try to talk about. I think they're too strung together, and I think they're, they're very much segmented rather than being one long, cohesive, like, yeah, like thematic idea. There's just a bunch of different ideas thrown in. But I still think they're cool that they at least tried. Like, even that ridiculous conversation at the end, the like, just trying to present the idea of, like, you have a choice, but it's already made, even if you're making a choice, and how like complicated that idea is. I think it's cool yeah. that they tried to add that in and try to like bring light to that. I just think they did it rather poorly, and I think it's because of what <laughs> I mentioned earlier, just because that's not really the reason I think they made this movie. I think they just wanted to keep going. So yeah. um, not as much thought was put into how to make this like most impactful in this movie. It's just like, we want this in the movie as well as all this action. Let's like throw it all in there. Yeah. And, and I feel like, you know, that element that you brought up is, is like the most interesting one, that idea of free will. Like, I think that is a very interesting thread. And if it was just that, it would have been, it could have been more focused and and just a better plot all around. But there's so many other things that they try to add into it and, you know, like to, to weave it together. And it, I just don't think it really works that well. Like it's a pretty straightforward plot, but it's filled to the brim with so many high concept ideas. And so it just feels a little clunky in that way. Like, and, and it just, there are too many times where you're thinking like, does that make any sense? <laughs> I know, but you don't have time to think about it. It's are on to the next thing. It's just so jam packed. Like the idea that there's been nine matrixes or whatever. And the idea like, that doesn't make any sense. And not only it? that, that's on top of that. That's like the first point in the movie. You find out the real world also isn't the real world because at that point it can't be. So his choice is to either go into the source and start over Zion with how, however many people he says, or go save Trinity, right? Those are like his two choices. Yeah. But that means, so he says Zion's been destroyed by the robots seven times before, nine times before, what, however many yeah. times before. That means it's also not part of the real world if it can be destroyed and rebuilt as well. And I, that's just like, what? What is that? Yeah. What, what do yeah. you And it clearly is not the real world when Neo starts doing his crazy stuff there too, but it just doesn't make any sense yeah it's very confusing and another idea that i liked that i thought was cool was how the oracle mentions a bunch of like old programs 
and how they tie that back in. So she's like in an older version that she essentially says they had werewolves and vampires and uh, like ghosts and stuff. But then all the guys henchmen are essentially those things. They have to kill some of them with a silver bullet. The two like twins are obviously ghost like. And I thought that was really cool. But at the same time, that's all it is. And that's kind of what I feel like every idea that comes up, it's like cool that you had that in there, but then it doesn't tie in with anything else in the movie. And I wish they had tied more together. Like that's a cool idea. And the other idea of like free will or, but is it like predestined or not is a cool idea, but those don't tie together at all. And I just wish they did. I wish the movie like, strung together better than it does rather than just being it's so segmented in my mind yeah and i think in a i guess there was plenty of maybe there was plenty of time maybe not for a movie of this caliber but i think that's always a struggle with huge sequels it's like there is there isn't always enough time to dedicate to the script the thing that the bedrock of the whole thing because so much is goes into pre-production and production and post-production so it's the bummer like a, a more focused idea really would have helped the movie for yeah. sure. But I'm going to say something that I think you will disagree with. Let's find out. <laughs> Let me finish the whole thought too, by the way. Okay. <laughs> okay. So I think that the CGI in the movie is used sparingly. And by that, I mean, it's used a lot, but it's only really used in the matrix world. And only for things that humans can't actually do. So to me, it all of the CGI with Neo fighting a million Agent Smiths, it makes sense to me because it's Neo doing things that humans can't do in a computer animated world. Like the world itself is CGI within the context of the movie. So when he's when he looks CGI completely, it's almost believable to me. Like, if there was ever going to be a movie with passable bad CGI, I think it would be this one. Just just let me know when you're done with your thought. Because <laughs> the only CGI that's 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 in the real world, quote-unquote real world, is just, like, for, as backdrops, you know, and, like, the ships flying around. Like, like no, no person is ever CGI'd like they are in the Matrix world. All right. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I get the justification... That you're pointing out. And I can see that. I understand. That at least makes sense. But then when I compare it to the first one, the fighting in yeah. the first one I think is so much cooler. That that scene isn't even that great to me anymore. Just because it's... Even Neo looks so... Not even just CGI, but like cartoony. He doesn't even he look does. real. And I don't like that. When you compare to the the other... Even in this movie, the scene we said that has a cool fighting choreography... I even like that one better. Like I, I always like more realistic compared to very goofy CGI. Yeah, and oh, and the fight scenes in the original are incredible. Like the lobby scene, exactly. Is, it, and there are so many more. Like it's it's jam packed with great fight sequences. So I absolutely, absolutely would have traded this scene for another cool <laughs> scene like that. So anything yeah. else other than. I I don't I really don't care for a thousand Agent Smiths, which I think is a silly concept anyways, fighting Neo. That was one thing I always hated about all of them. 
Not the first one, obviously, but the second and third, the Agent Smith comes back and is the antagonist forever. That that annoyed me to no end. One, it makes the like overcoming in the first one seem trivial and silly. And two, it's just annoying. I wish we had another antagonist to show that Oh, you've over like well, overcome this obstacle. Now we have another one. No, we're just going back. It's Agent Smith and it's the machines. They're separate now. I know, but your, your uh, point's still valid. I still just, don't. Just I still don't clarify. enjoy it. <laughs> I think they could have found someone. Someone. Yeah. Like I think you could have had someone else do it. Some you could have. I think it would have even been better rather than just trying to make up a reason to bring him back. That doesn't make a whole lot of sense either. <laughs> The only thing I think that's cool that came out of it is that fan theory about Agent Smith actually being the one, which is kind of cool. But that's it. <laughs> yeah. Because it kind of makes a lot of sense with all the points that came up. And I'm like, all right, I'll take your fan theory. <laughs> but sorry. Sorry about my rant. I just did not enjoy no, Agent Smith no, being good. the main antagonist for the entire series. Mm-hmm. But that's really just my main point. I wish it was more cohesive. There's really cool action scenes. There's really cool ideas. And I honestly think if they had taken the time to make it more cohesive and just more structured, I think this could have been like a as good as the first one, honestly. But I just yeah. think it was too much of, all right, we're just trying to like ride this train we've already created. Yeah. That's all I really got. <laughs> yeah, me too. Those are all my notes. I'm going to have to start listening to the scores of movies, though, because I almost, ne- unless we're watching Interstellar, I never really have anything <laughs> to say about them. Oh, man. To, that, I love it. It's like, to me, it's like cherry on top. You know, I, they, they rarely ruin a movie. I think the only time I ever brought it up in a negative way was on Gladiator. Uh, but that's a special circumstance of movie, of having a very similar score. But yeah, I think they, they only ever really help when they're like amazing. Yeah. Poll time? Poll time. All right. I'm going to read the question, and I think maybe you should give me an answer before I even read you the choices. All right. Okay. So the question was, what was the problem with Matrix Reloaded? <laughs> and there's short answers because they have to be for Twitter. So what's your short answer? What's, what was the problem with Matrix Reloaded? It doesn't make sense. Okay. That's, that's more or less one of the answers. All right. Okay. So... Option A is the cliffhanger ending. Okay. Option two is the bad CGI. Option three is convoluted plot. And option four is it exists. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. (laughs) That's funny. Go ahead and guess which of our people on Twitter, which one won. It exists. Oh, close. That was second place. All right. (laughs) <laughs> Our number one answer with 75% of the vote is convoluted plot. Nice. I would agree. <laughs> 25% voted it exists and the other two didn't get any votes. <laughs> <laughs> no one cares about the cliffhanger. No one cares about the CGI. It's because of the plot and just the fact that it exists, which honestly is pretty on par with what we talked about <laughs> i know it's funny <laughs> that's amazing <laughs> oh boy also yep. the cliffhanger ending with that guy that you barely see in the movie that you don't really care yeah. about at that point stupid another convoluted <laughs> plot point make yep. your movie more yep. cohesive <laughs> 
Uh, and then we had someone uh, tweet at us. Uh, he responded to the poll. Uh, it's uh, Minnesota Minute said, we voted for convoluted plot, but uh, option four, it exists, was a close second for us. <laughs> <laughs> and that seems to be just the overall idea. Of, anyways, yeah. 75% of 25. <laughs> Glad we're all on the same page. Mm-hmm. Thanks for tweeting at us, Minnesota Minute. Thank you. All right. We ready for that topic time? Let's do it. Topic time. Today, Coleman and I have been asked to reboot the Matrix series. Reboot it. So, we are in charge of bringing forth a new Matrix trilogy to a new generation of of audiences. So, we're going to have our first writing session and just hammer out some ideas. Hammer them out. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so just picture us with a big whiteboard and also uh, i think it's it's on. funny that you said to reboot it because isn't reboot kind of like the matrix let's just make a oh, matrix boom. reboot crossover there you go boom idea number one <laughs> put it on the whiteboard <laughs> i like that i like that so you're talking about the early 2000s or maybe late 90s i think it's late, animated late television 90s series? 3D animated television series. Boom. That show was awesome. It was, it was. <laughs> I kind of, I honestly want to watch it again because I don't remember anything about it. Yeah, that's probably a good thing. We should, we should maybe do that. <laughs> we could have a whole episode over it. Or a few. Yeah, I'd be fine with that. All right, so. Okay. How do we start this? What, so, I don't even, I don't even know. What, like, how, what, what do you want to see? If, if the Matrix comes back, what, what's like, your priority like do you want i'll start with my lowest priority okay okay go ahead so one is just i know this is going to be lame but i am just super curious about someone just remaking what it already is just what we have already like scrapping it and just giving it like another shot see what they can come up with like with neo with morpheus just a reboot and i'm curious to see if we could same same plot, yeah, essentially. Okay. You could scrap two and three and come up with a better plot after that, but yeah, I'm curious to see what someone else would do with this idea and these characters right here. But that's like lowest priority, not the most exciting. Sure. But fair. It, that, I mean, it, it's, a, it's a great idea as it is. I think if you don't tamper with it enough, you shouldn't tamper with it at all because it's pretty solid the way that it is. Yeah. So seeing someone reimagine it might be might be interesting. All right, let's let's just trade off. What's one of yours? I would like to see a period piece one. Go on. Like the like the Matrix is simulating the Civil War era. <laughs> and everyone, you know, no one is actually living through the Civil War. They're all in the machine world. And it's a similar plot just set in the backdrop of an older time. I think that would be interesting. What time period would you want to pick, be most interested in picking? Uh, Civil War seems kind of cool to me, actually, now that I brought it up. Or maybe like the American Revolution. Or you could go further back. You could do like knights and kings and stuff. No. You know, because then it's maybe maybe it's like Game of Thronesy, but none of it's real. <laughs> so there could be dragons and, and mythical things and, and all these crazy creatures, but none of them are real. <laughs> Let's see. So I think another one 
this is less of a reboot and more of a prequel. Okay. But I would totes okay. either one of these. I think it would be interesting to see the start of it all. Like real world, we create AI. What turns AI against us? What is the war? I think what that's the Terminator movies? I know, but <laughs> I'm hoping someone just doesn't do the Terminator movies. Like something more right. interesting than it's just an evil robot. Like uh-huh. I feel like it's not evil evil when it's first created. Or like, do we make it evil? I think with all the cool ideas and concepts that are in the Matrix, you could come up with something really cool. Mm-hmm. Or Morpheus's story and how he. Or how anyone figures out how to get out of the Matrix. Like, how does that happen? Like, how does where does that start? It was the first person. How did they get out? Yeah. How did they get out? I know. God. And I guess there's always, like, and, and that's another thing. Like, so was there always a faction that never made it in? Like, never got assimilated, yeah, I, I say? Thinking. And so did they then find their own way into the Matrix and just started pulling people out? Like, I'm curious about... All of that. Like, you could tie that into a Morpheus story. and Yeah. So I think that either one of those, I think, would be really cool. That would be cool. All right. What's another one of yours? Um, okay. So I one of the things I really liked about the original movie uh, is, um, I guess they didn't do too much of it, but I really enjoyed that moment where they, they talk about deja vu and how that's like a glitch in the Matrix. Whenever you see it, it's because, you know, you're experiencing them changing something in the Matrix. I thought that was cool. Yeah. So I would like to, like, more stuff like that in conjunction with, like, the werewolf thing or, you know, the vampire ghost thing. Like, I feel like those were all cool little tidbits that were just, like, sprinkled onto these movies. But I think more around that those ideas would be cool. Like, I guess programs gone rogue. Yeah. You know, like, like quote-unquote, good machines turning against the bad machines or whatever. And then playing with the whole idea of what makes what's good or bad in a world that is simulated. All right. Another one would just be totally left field, set in the Matrix, but, like, not action at all. Just, like, straight philosophical, nice. like, ideas about the Matrix and just discussions like that forget any of the any of the actiony stuff talking movie you know what i'm saying yeah let's do yeah, it you I love like talking movies i do like that that'd be cool so i don't I know definitely watch that just like what is it like what does this mean and just talking about that and like take the silly conversations they had in this one and actually make them good ones and discuss like <laughs> big ideas yeah i like that that i think that might be one of my favorite ones that would be cool so That'll never happen, though. People want their action, especially when you can do anything. Whatever. They should just start a Matrix cinematic universe, and one of them is a talkie movie. Yes. Uh, I don't have much for this. I'll just say it, and then I'll I'll quickly go to a second one. Machine point of view. Okay. Machines remain, like, the the whole... I guess that's similar to what I just said with machines going rogue. But, But one that, yeah, like... What is it like to be the machines controlling the whole thing? All right. Because I'm almost wondering, like, is that a, is that a movie with very little dialogue? Because even then, that's kind of interesting, too. If it's just a largely visual movie and they have to convey what a machine is thinking and feeling. How would you would you do it? Would you do not much dialogue or would you, like, intersperse with the Matrix so they have programs to talk for them? How Like, how do you think you would handle it? 
Yeah, I think maybe I would dance the line of like, anytime we're seeing the real world, no dialogue. And then we go into the Matrix for brief dialogue, you know? Try to keep it very visual. Yeah. And I don't even know what story you would tell that. I just think that that idea is kind of interesting. Yeah. You know, like, to, to portray the humans in the antagonist light. Yeah. And sympathize with the machines. All right. <laughs> I think my last one would be something that's just set in the Matrix, and that's it. No real-world ties, no anything. Yeah. Just like kind of like a start of an anthology or something. Just mm-hmm. stories of, like, really cool characters in the Matrix. I don't know. I just have this idea of, like, a bunch... Because, I mean, they're, they already kind of, like breach on that with even this one you have the like werewolves and vampires and ghost part but just like making even cooler ideas than just neo just the one but like a bunch of different people in the matrix that have all these abilities i don't know just something that stays in the matrix i would have to like think a lot more on it but i just think there's so many cool things you can do in the matrix so i'm wondering what an entire movie devoted to just inside of it looks like and what do people fight for in it because these people would obviously know about the real world. It's not just like people wondering, like, it's not people who don't know what the Matrix is. They know what the Matrix is, and they just fight inside of it. But I think that's my last one. That's all I got. <laughs> okay. Um, I think it would be cool if maybe the the fact, like, okay, so I'm trying to think about how to, how to set this up in a way that would actually inform what the idea is, but... It's so it's an action movie, and that's kind of all I got. It's an action movie in the same vein, like largely real, uh, great choreography, lots of interesting fight sequences, and then you reveal at the end of the movie or towards the end, maybe it's like the end of Act Two, that it's a Matrix movie. Ooh, all right. So it's it's not it doesn't it's not called Matrix. It's not marketed as a Matrix movie. It's just at the end of Act 2, they reveal none of this was real. <laughs> it's the Matrix. That'd be cool. Right? Because that's an interesting element of, of the first movie for Neo. Yeah. That we know we knew the whole time it wasn't real. So imagine if we went on that ride with him and experienced like, holy crap, none of it was real. <laughs> <laughs> my, my last idea uh, is not really a, an idea about the movie itself, but I definitely would be interested in a sequel or or a reboot directed by Keanu Reeves. <laughs> I want you to see are him so on board with Keanu directing. Yeah. I'm just very supportive of the man. I want him to succeed. I want him to direct John Wick 3, and I want him to direct a Matrix movie. <laughs> in case you're wondering, and in case you, in case you are listening in, Mr. Reeves, he thinks you're going to be the next Clint Eastwood. Yep. He thinks Keanu Reeves will be the next Clint Eastwood. Great actor. Yeah. Turns into a great director and makes great I movies. Mean, it it's happening. Like <laughs> he, he he is he's re, he, like uh, the, just look at John Wick, you know, and that's not even all of, you know, the cool stuff that he's been up to lately. He's he's coming back in a large way and I think oh, he he definitely has the potential. I'm thinking I'm back. Boom. Exactly. I would like to see him direct one. And if not direct I think it would be cool to see Neo back in some capacity. Yeah, it'd be Not cool. Not as a main character, but to come back in some form, I think would be cool. Be like a side character that saves the day at the end. Yeah. Oh, it's Neo. Solid. 
we should we should get this going. We should become producers on it somehow. Talk to the right people. Clearly. Get this yeah. thing going. And we'll just <laughs> we'll just draw one of our ideas from the ha- from a hat. Yeah. I think we got some good stuff here. I think so too. All right, well. Anything else? I don't think so. I think that's I think that's the show. Boom. Boom. Tweet in. Uh our Twitter handles are in the description. What what what's your matrix reboot idea what would you want to see what would you do with with the property with the franchise tweet tweet at us and uh thank you for listening if you want to keep supporting the show uh retweet our link when we post it out every monday morning uh the podcast comes out go to our our twitter account and retweet that link that would be a great help for us uh and if you want to leave us an itunes review that would be great as well uh i don't quite remember what movie is next week so i don't want to say it just in case but it will be another movie so tune in next week we'll talk about (laughs) another one it will be another movie (laughs) thanks for listening everybody see y'all see ya